0: Hello, and welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. In this episode, I'll be talking to Zachary Smith. He's an entrepreneur, innovator, and founder of Instaversal. It's an engineering company that creates true partnerships that enable companies who develop and scale products to accelerate their complete product development lifecycle and seamlessly connect with a vetted global supply chain of experts. Zach will provide some great tips on how you can find the right engineering path that best suits your passions. Now, I'm your host, Jeff Perry. I'm the founder of More Than Engineering, and I'm a leadership and career coach for engineers. And this is the Engineering Career Coach podcast. This is the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. Now, before we get started, I just want to mention that this is a free show, and our sponsors help us to keep it free. So I want to recognize our sponsor for this episode, Washington State University. Washington State University's Engineering and Technology Management master's degree program is a perfect balance of technical and managerial education that helps prepare practicing engineers for managing projects, people, and organizational systems. As one former student noted, the knowledge that I gained from the ETM program helped me become a more competent, confident engineer and manager. The program greatly impacted my career and has been a key element in my continued success. Learn more about the engineering management profession at etm.wsu.edu or email them at etmwsu.edu. Take charge of your career and reach out today. Now let's jump right in. Now it's time to jump right into the main segment of this episode. Today, I'm talking with Zachary Smith. Zachary, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Zach, as we get started here, do you mind sharing with our audience a little bit more about what it is that you do on a daily basis, just sharing your own words?
1: I'm the founder and CEO of Instaversal, which is a two-pronged business model. The first part of the business model is defined by our manufacturing as a service solution. So what we do is we co-develop innovative solutions with product innovators, and we do this with an ecosystem of both in-house engineering resources, such as supply chain, programming, design engineering, as well as with our strategic partnerships who have expertise in materials engineering, industrial design, predictive engineering modeling, and actual like parts manufacturing feel really fortunate to work with partners who are highly regarded in the industry through like with dozens of patents and with the utilization of like cutting edge software. The second part of that is what we're really focusing like long term is on like the product side. So we have a conformally cooled 3D printed metal mold insert called Cool Tool. We have a a white paper about to release with EOS, which is one of the largest 3D metal printing companies around. And in that example, really cool. It's like a 35 second to 10 second uh, cooling time reduction that we've been able to do through this turnkey process. And on a day-to-day, it's, you know, involves everything from engineering, sales and marketing, accounting, management, mentoring. Something needs to get done. I'm either working with my team to enable them to get it done or getting it done, rolling up my sleeves and and helping around. And then starts at 6 a.m. and uh, goes through to about 3 p.m. Or I'll take a little break and take some exercise, uh, spend some time with my wife and son, get back to work once I get him down and go through about 10. So each day is pretty long.
0: Busy days, uh, wearing a lot of different hats as it usually is when you're running a business, but uh, sounds like you're really enjoying yourself and building something really exciting. I'm curious, in your opinion, you know, there's so many different engineering fields and even within those fields, like different directions and industries that people can work in. And you've worked in in multiple different fields and functions yourself. I'm curious, what's your opinion on how people would best go about really choosing the right engineering career and path for them?
1: There's like two main areas to focus on. The first is like on skills and competencies is a really good place to start. So like asking yourself, what are my natural attitudes? And then how do I build on the strength so I can stand out? An example of this is if you are highly regarded in 3D CAD design. Building on this skill is a great place to start. Fortunately, all products that are built require this. The next part I think that's equally important is interest and passion. So if you could align the skills and your competencies with your interests and passions, that's a recipe for success. So an example of this would be if you're really into renewable energy, for instance, like designing wind turbines or solar panels or electric vehicles charging stations is a great way to like head on the right direction for a career path by integrating
0: those two. I want to dive into one area of engineering in particular that you have a lot of experience and expertise in, and that's sales engineering. So there are a lot of technical areas of engineering where you're diving in deep technical, you know, mechanical design process, engineering, manufacturing, quality, R&D, all this stuff, huge, diverse range of directions. But how did some of those really technically focused engineering fields differ from your experience in sales engineering? I'm going to give an
1: analogy with regard to almost like the human body. If you think of like an organism and the different organs that flow through the body if you think of engineering in that facet. So sales engineering I look at is almost like the blood of that system. If you take out the the sales portion, like the revenue portion of that, then the organism as a whole just cannot function. So The sales is really like the fuel to the fire almost. There's a lot of ways you can activate sales and revenue in a business to keep it flowing, keep that blood flowing. So from like a startup perspective, a lot of companies will focus on investments or grants, but that only lasts so long. So the revenue is super critical for that. If you take like the blood, like the sales, for example, for it to be high functioning, like there's a number of like KPIs that you might be focused on, right? For the blood, so you have white blood, amount of iron, amount of oxygen. So in sales engineering, there's other KPIs that you might focus on, which are very different than your technical aptitudes that you have in traditional engineering. So you would have number of leads generated, uh, conversion rate, total sales generated. Now, if you take like a different organ, so like quality engineer, it's very different, right? There's different KPIs. The Quality engineer, for example, and you look at like comparing that to the heart, you have like the heart rate and the blood pressure. So for a quality engineer, things like leveraging a quality management system, statistical analysis of a defect. So they all work together and are critical, but there's very different functions of that.
0: And in your experience in sales engineering in particular, how are people when they're making sales and talking about leads and all this stuff, how are they still bringing their engineering expertise and their technical expertise? to the table in use of doing that work. What part is, of engineering is left in the sales engineering role, would you say?
1: So if you think of like a, I guess I'll talk about like a sales cycle. So you have like almost like a funnel, right? And like the lead generation part is really the top of funnel. A lot of times this would even be considered like a, a more of a marketing role. The point of the engineering aspect of it, it's really like the application of the product being sold for the use of the customer. And that's where the engineering aspect comes out. So one example I could give like a sales engineer that's supporting like somebody purchasing CNC machine parts, for example. There could be specific dimensions, tolerances, material, surface finishes, colors applied to it. So the engineering aspect comes in when they're connecting like the technical needs that the customer is purchasing to the commercial aspect of that. So what's the price of this? What's the lead time of this? It's really where there's a seamless handoff between like what the customer needs from an engineering perspective, how you're servicing that customer with the, like the production of that part, and then correlating the cost, lead times, and requirements
0: back into that. Very cool. So you're still really needing to deal with and help the customer work through the right technical aspects so that you can provide the right solution, not just make a sale.
1: Exactly. I, I usually tell my team, like you should really never be selling. Like The focus needs to be on like, what the design intention is for the customer. Right? They have their, their mindset for a specific reason because their product needs to perform a certain way. And you should never really be focusing on just trying to make the sale. It's really, how do you provide a solution that's going to actually meet the requirements of the product first and foremost? And then if it's a good fit and the value is there, the sale will come naturally as an after
0: effect. I just want to take a quick break here and, once again, recognize our sponsor for this podcast episode, Washington State University. The Engineering and Technology Management Program at Washington State University is a systematic approach to professional development for practicing engineers to shift from fully technical positions into leading technical employees and systems. A fully online master's degree program, students take classes at night and often implement class lessons in their positions at work before the next class learn more about a master's degree in engineering and technology management at etm.wsu.edu or email them at etm@wsu.edu. at wsu.edu take charge of your career and reach out today okay so let's zoom out for a second again going back to how do we choose that right engineering path for us? I mean, it depends highly on maybe the industry you'd like to work in and and different people might be suited to different types of roles as well, even within different industries. So can you elaborate just a little bit on your experience on the different engineering industries and how it might affect what direction people might might, uh, choose to go in and maybe what they study?
1: I think this goes back to one of the earlier questions on like, how do you focus on an area and as it relates to like your competencies and your skills and passions almost. So there's a ton of different industries within engineering. Like as you look around in your day-to-day, like almost everything you see is engineered. So it could be broken down by aerospace, automotive, like consumer, industrial, medical, robotics. So there's different areas of industries to focus on. And then within those areas, there's competencies within. So There's uh, materials engineering, there is mechanical engineering, manufacturing engineering, process engineering. If you relate it back to like your areas of interest and your competencies, they could also align on the industry focus that you might want to go into.
0: Maybe just talking to our student listeners, those who are in school right now, whether bachelors or masters or others, sometimes it's so easy to focus just on like the task at hand, like, what am I studying? Let's get through this four years or maybe an extra couple of years for a master's or something like that. Also, we find it's important to look at that big picture. You know, what's going to happen after you finish school? Like, where are you going to go after that? And sometimes we forget about that. So in your opinion, what are some of the things that students can do to really set themselves for success Beyond that time at college, you know, beyond just doing a good job in school, but what else are the things they need to be thinking about or doing to really get on that right track after they graduate?
1: I'm going to quickly answer it for anyone that's in school, because I think there's a really important opportunity for students. People are so focused on like the four years or if they do like a five or six years, like master's included program and work experience during an education is the first thing that you could do to set yourself up for after school internships co-ops it's okay to not actually graduate in four years in my opinion it is actually better to take some time off whether that's an extended summer or a semester and get experience validating what you're learning in school and helping you focus on the areas that you're really interested in because the application of that is going to do two things it's going to help you focus better when you get out of school and it's gonna position you ahead of the competition when you get out because you're not just an undergrad that's coming into the workplace, you're an undergrad with experience. That'll really help you stand out. At the point in which you graduate, I think there's some key things that you can actually look at to help you decide where you wanna head. Do you wanna work for a small or large company? What is the industry that you're interested in? Location pays a big part. Is pay important to you at this stage? You could do a weighted like Q chart, for example, to say which of these are most important to you and score the options that you have. A few other things that you could do that I think are to the advantage of the person looking for a job is leverage your network, ask for referrals and warm introductions. People that are working to hire, they really prioritize referred candidates versus people just coming through the general application pool on like online portals. You could connect directly on LinkedIn to the hiring manager. And then the final thing I'll say to this is it is a job seekers market right now. So if for anyone out looking for a job, you're really in the driver's seat. There's not enough people to fill the positions that are open in engineering and the job outlook continues to be good. So really try to leverage that in, in that approach.
0: Yeah, some great advice there, whether you're in school or out of school and looking for that next job, really is an exciting time and, and get to see where people end up. As long as we do everything we can to to think a little bit bigger picture and set ourselves up for success. Over the course of your career, and certainly in your company now, worked on a lot of different products and developing new products and and different technologies. So do you mind sharing with our listeners from your perspective and some things you're experiencing maybe right now, some of the latest and greatest in software and manufacturing technologies and and some of the other things going on that you're just really excited about that are happening right now in, in engineering?
1: One of the areas that I think we could focus on is a software called Onshape. So for any engineers out there, they've most likely heard of the traditional CAD programs, SOLIDWORKS, CATIA, etc. Onshape is, in my opinion, the future of CAD design. We are an active user of it. We have this software license. And there's a few things that I think I could talk about with regard to the features that might give some creative ideas to those listening. So the first is it's open source. There's a tool in it called JavaScript, and it's really interesting for developing custom modules. We're actually actively using it in ways that are generating like automatic lattice structures for 3D printing and automatic embedded cooling channels for our cool tool products. So this CAD program not only allows you to deliver like finished product, create workflows for your organization that can be advantageous. The other part of it, I'm sure everybody uses either an iPhone uh, or an Android and like the concept of an app store, they've actually had this built in. So you could actually develop your own apps that are embedded within the software that add additional value to your engineering workflow. It's a completely SaaS-based model. Uh, it works directly through a web browser, shareable secure files. And I, I think we're gonna continue to see this type of a model infiltrate like the B2B space versus the B2C space, which is what we've traditionally seen over you know the last decade or so.
0: Wow, that's pretty exciting and definitely different from some of the traditional CAD design softwares out there. And then any other things in like the physical products or manufacturing technologies that you're seeing that you're really excited about?
1: A few things, I mean, Additive is, continues to be a really exciting space. We're doing a lot with like metal printing um, what's cool about metal printing is there's new material alloys that are being designed for specific applications. So just over the last year we've seen new material like uh, tool steels come out that have like higher thermal conductivities, which will enable shorter cycle times. There's techniques called uh, ICME, Integrated Computational Materials Engineering, which is taking what used to be like 10 years to develop new material alloys down to like one to two years for about a tenth of the cost. You're seeing companies like Apple and Tesla use this, and it's becoming a technique that other smaller companies can now leverage as well. And the other thing is artificial intelligence. There's so much data available from sensors and manufacturing lines and processes that Leveraging that data to improve like workflow utilization and like margins for companies, we're seeing like really interesting use cases for that on the physical side.
0: It's really exciting to see some of the things that are happening now, and engineering is just a great place to be and, and be a part of the innovations that are going to keep coming out and developing over time. So, Zach, thanks so much. It's been a fun discussion. And off here, is there any final piece of advice that you'd maybe give to the listeners out there?
1: I like am a very focused person when it comes to engineering, but outside of engineering, I, I really like to be grounded with like outdoor activities. And for me, like early on in my career, this was a challenging aspect of my life because I wasn't sure like, you know, I spend so much time working and like, I like engineering, but I'm not working. Like I wanna be surfing or snowboarding or, or mountain biking. And like, for me, like I could have been designing those things, but it wasn't merging. I went and did a course called Designing Your Life out of Stanford and Palo Alto. And there was a really, really interesting content.
0: I've read the books from those guys. I mean, it's good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. And they have online coursework for free as well that anyone could go and access. So the key takeaway I learned from it was that professional and personal don't have to align perfectly. And when I was able to like disassociate like what I was doing on my day-to-day with work, what I want to do in my personal life, I found a lot of like gratification and, and additional focus in those areas. So for some people, they perfectly align, but for some people, they don't. I think both are okay. It just depends on the person and where you are and where you want your focus to be. So hopefully that's helpful.
0: This time, we're going to transition into the Take Action Today segment of the show where we'll get one final takeaway from Zach that you can take action on right away. Now it's time for a Take Action Today segment of the show. Zach, are there any final words of advice or a takeaway that people can use to really stay current on latest technologies and and new ideas so that they can press forward effectively in their careers?
1: So with so much of the new engineering workflows being driven from a SaaS model, I would say go online and sign up for something. OnChape, which I mentioned before, offers free trials. There's tons of them out there. So learn something new and sign up for one of these SaaS-based programs to continue to enhance our engineering capabilities.
0: Zach, it's been such a fun conversation today. I've learned a lot and I know our listeners will too. Now, if they want to get in contact with you or your company or other things you're up to, where's the best places to find you and find information about that?
1: That'd be great. So anyone feel free to reach out. You could go to my LinkedIn. Um, my name is Zachary Smith, Z-A-K-A-R-Y Smith, or go to our website, instaversal.com, I-N-S-T-A-V-E-R-S-A-L.com. And I really appreciate uh, you having me on today. It's been such a pleasure to meet you and, and learn from you about all the leadership you're giving back to you know, the ecosystem of engineering. And it's been a pleasure to be here today. So thank you.
0: So fun to have you. Thanks so much, and uh, look forward to seeing your continued success. Take care. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. We would love to hear your feedback, comments, and questions. You can go to www.engineeringmanagementinstitute.org, where you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or other things mentioned during the episode today. And don't forget to check out our upcoming live webinar for this month at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Additionally, for any engineers who are struggling with unemployment or uncertain about how to make an intentional career transition, this is a great time to be thinking about this. So I've created some free training resources with an opportunity to join a more intensive program called the Engineering Career Accelerator. You can find more information at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com. Until next time, I wish you all the best in your engineering endeavors. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and we'll help you engineer your own success.